Welcome to another edition of the Football Smack Talk Show. I am your host, Ryan, and of course, as always, Eric. Eric. I'm Eric. Whichever way I am, I can't, uh, I apparently don't know which way, which way is left and which way is right, but either way, uh, we are back. Yeah, we're off to a great start, as always. We're back. Thank you very much uh, for being a part of the show here. Um, uh, sorry, I have, uh. But two things, I always have some things I'm doing, but uh, uh, we're glad to be back. Sorry we weren't on the air yesterday. Uh, uh, we had uh, a bit of a scheduling thing with my work. Uh, sometimes they like to uh, work me more than they say, uh, and hence why I, I couldn't do it. Uh, but we're back. we got a lot to talk about. Eagles OTAs, Malcolm Jenkins, Carson Wentz, potential free agent signings. Uh, and of course, uh, some NFL stuff, um, potential 18 game season, um, yeah. on the horizon. So yeah, could be, could be good. Could be bad. Depends on, you know, and what, I think we're about to have a football smack talk show first here. I am going to say thank you, Roger Goodell or whoever let this information come out for the idea of the 18 game schedule to give us something to talk about here on the show. Wow. Um, I, I know that's why he did it, trying to make amends. He's trying to extend the olive branch. And right now, Mr. Goodell, for now, I am accepting your olive branch. I don't even know how to react to that. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pre-warn you about me doing that at all. Did not do anything to cue you in that that was coming. No. I wanted to get your gut reaction. Well, uh, you got it. Uh, I know you hate Roger Goodell, so I'm sure that was yeah. very tough for you. I'm, I'm glad you you got through it. Uh, I appreciate yeah, that. Well, I mean, you know, I have to acknowledge when he does something good, just as I openly acknowledge when I feel he or somebody associated to him does something wrong. Well, that's uh, very understandable. So, uh, sorry, give me two seconds here. That's okay. I know I threw you for a loop there. You did. Uh, I don't even know how to react. Um, <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Uh, that. Okay, good. All right. Uh, now that I've done all my little stuff here, uh, Martin, hey, what's going on, pal? Uh, hope they give Malcolm a raise. Yeah, I hope they do, too. Uh, I, was yeah. actually, I was actually looking at this earlier, and I, I forgot the exact number, but there's like eight, roughly eight uh, safeties that make more money than Malcolm Jenkins right now. Malcolm Jenkins makes about 8.75. Uh, the two cool. highest paid safeties make $14 million. Um, now, granted, there's some disparity there uh, in between. Uh, but I think out of those eight, I think six, five or six, were free agents this year. Well, okay. So, right, naturally, right. Yeah. But uh, in all fairness to Malcolm, I, I understand that he wants to get paid like the top safeties, as he should. Sure. Do I think he's worth $14 million at this point? No, uh, given his age. But, you know, tell that to Earl Thomas. You got 13 uh, and a half, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think we're probably going to – hey, Seamus, what's going on, pal? Uh, I think we're probably going to be seeing in the range of about 13 ish million you know, two, three-year extension to keep Malcolm mm -hmm. in, in Eagles green for the rest of his career. I'm all right with that. We have over $20 million in cap space. Yes, I know that a lot of that is going to be future allocated uh, to Mr. Carson Wentz and probably a few other people. Um, right. I'm all right with it. You know, again, it's not... You know, I think this is one of those spots where we can say trust Howie. Yeah, make it right. yeah. Uh, I, I think Howie's certainly shown that, you know, he doesn't mind giving people the money they deserve. And when mm. it comes time to it, on, on, the, on the back end, Howie certainly has the trust of his players to say, hey, you know what? I'll finagle my contract to help make it work for the salary cap, create a little bit sure. more money here. And obviously that he did that in, by, in tenfold this offseason. So... I'm all right with doing it. I could see maybe two years down the line, maybe adjusting it to help with the cap. So I'm good with it. Pay the man, get him out of the field. That could be 
part of the conversation too. Okay, Malcolm, we'll do this for you. Right. But you know, remember, in two years when we come knocking saying we need to change some things up, remember right. we did you a solid here when we didn't really have to. Right. Yeah. I mean, you signed your contract. Obviously, the market for the safeties has certainly grown exponentially uh, in the last couple of years. So I yeah. got it. I got it. Hey, Jay, what's going on? Uh, from Houston, formerly of Odessa, Texas. Um, I have to say that. Always do. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, I got it. There's a lot of concern uh, with Malcolm. There has been reports by this guy and that guy saying, oh, this is going to be, you know, uh, this is going to be long-term. That You know, this could be, you know, wild. Or, you know, get comfortable. I don't necessarily see it that way. I think I think Howie yeah. and them have a good relationship, and I and I think they're going to come to an agreement. Um, you know, obviously I'm hoping for a little less than 13, but whatever makes Malcolm happy. Hopefully it's not 14, like uh, you know his counterparts yeah. Landon Collins and uh, Tyron Matthew are making right now. Uh, in... Well, he has to be realistic and know that he wasn't a free agent this year. He doesn't get to walk into a room and demand that. Um, sure. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the post Super Bowl still feeling in me is I'm just not worried. I really I, like I just have this underlying faith that they're gonna work this out. So like when you say everybody get comfortable, maybe pre Super Bowl I would have had that idea. Oh my gosh, this is gonna drag out. This is gonna become a huge issue. I just don't think it's going to. I don't know if you kind of are in the same boat or if other people are. I, I think that could be one of those areas where I point to and say, yeah, that's where the Super Bowl changed me. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you certainly have a point there. Um, listen, I'm in, I'm in the mindset, pay the man, deal with whatever yeah. later. Malcolm Jenkins is a leader on your defense. He's a leader on the team. You, you have to have him out there. But at this point, I'm not very concerned. If this starts going into training camp, and it starts yeah, getting starts into fines, the and, camp, right. and, yeah, then, then yes. Work, I yeah. will I will be the first to say, okay, I'm a little concerned. Why mm-hmm. hasn't this gotten done? Now the pressure is on Howie. Howie, what are you doing? Yeah. Let's get it done. Um, you know, and, and, and again. Yeah, this, Howie's earned some cachet with what sure. he's done, but don't use it all up here, Howie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, hey uh, Ben and Dan, how are you guys? Uh, glad you could join us. Um, yeah, so listen. Let's we're, we'll monitor the situation, and yeah. hopefully, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that gets resolved shortly. You know, I, I could certainly see this happening within you know next week or two. I could also see it happening right up until training camp, and and, and then signing a deal right before training camp. So, um, sure. again, let, let's let's not freak out. Uh, now, speaking of freaking out, I know a lot of people yeah. are trying to. Um, Put two and two together. Uh, the Eagles have, uh, are, I believe today, have worked out uh, Jonathan uh, Cyprian, uh, formerly of the Tennessee Titans and the da- Jacksonville Jaguars, early second round pick of the Jaguars. Um, you know, he was a, a decent safety, not a big numbers guy, but I think he could, uh, you know, I think this could spell the end maybe for Zendejo. Um, you know, yeah, there's going to be a situation where they're fighting for, like, two guys fighting for one spot on this team. Yeah. And, yeah, I think this could, I think you say that could be the writing on the wall at the end of Zendaya. Well, and, and the Eagles certainly have, uh, you know, incentive to cut Zendejo so that they, they're they not owing any compensation picks. Um, so, well, you know, we'll see, obviously, as the trading camp uh, continues. So, um Am I, uh, am I a little slow? And... Yeah, you're a little pixely right now for me. Really? I have no idea. Uh, no idea why that's happening. I'm literally hardwired in, and I'm, I'm like three times the speed as I normally am. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, now, now you're straightening out again. Oh, there you go. Uh, but anyway, for any of those who, who missed that, Jonathan Cyprian uh, working out with the Eagles. He also, I think, worked out. Uh, oh man, who did I see? Ah, I forget. Texans, maybe? 
said it was Texas. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I read something about that. So, yeah. I think it was so uh, yeah, we'll see if uh, he ends up signing. But obviously, being a safety, people are putting two and two, and two together and saying, oh, Michael Jenkins, you know, we're bringing in. This guy is not going to bring in and, and replace Malcolm Jenkins in any sort. Well, there's nobody out there right now, right now on the market that you're going to bring in that's going to that's going to supplant Malcolm Jenkins as a starting no. safety. No, 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 obviously not. But you know, I think this could add a, a nice depth piece. I've always liked uh, him. Again, like I said, he's uh, not a big numbers guy. Like, doesn't have a lot of interceptions. Doesn't have a right. lot of time. But but I think he, he's a solid player. And I think he could be an upgrade at that third uh, safety spot over in Zendeo um, and probably uh, have to, you know, battle it out with him and Countess uh, for the third and, and maybe fourth uh, spots uh, if they end up keeping four safeties. So could be interesting if they sign. Right. You're going to see a lot of numbers. And we're going to talk a lot about this in the coming months about, you know, what numbers do you want? How many wide receivers do you want to keep? How many safeties do you want? But yeah, this creates a lot of competition. And I think, you know, the old saying, iron sharpens iron. Like, I'm all about getting as much competition as sure. you can to push everybody to their highest level at all positions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, definitely, you know, there's, we, we know there's a lot of uh, names in the running back room. There's now a lot of names in the safety room. There's a lot of names in the cornerback room. You know, lots of stuff to get ironed out. And, you know, hopefully healthy competition will, will make everybody better. And, you know, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, some real nice depth because of, of the competition in camp. Right. And, and that's – and ultimately that's what you want. Like when you have a team that's competing together – you want to instill that mindset right from the beginning. You've got to be competing at all times. And some of that's got to be feeling like you have to look over your shoulder, that you are you can't get too comfortable. Sure. You have to fight for every down. And that attitude, it starts on the practice field, and guess what? Then it carries over onto Sundays. And that's how you get teams, you know, like the 2017 team that, you know, go out and win the Super Bowl. And because they constantly felt that I mean, those guys, I mean, guys on the defensive line were fighting for snaps. I mean, so like, when that happens, that just, it's infectious. Just like when bad chemistry happens in a locker room and it can splinter a locker room, when you get that good chemistry of the competition and everybody feeding it, that's when you get your best football. Yeah. And, you know, it, 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 it's basically um... – the, the mindset of this team and, and the attitude, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, we're much rather have fun, you know, blah, 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 blah. Lane Johnson's comments uh, regarding, like, the Patriots versus the Eagles and the difference between, the you know, the two teams. Well, Zach Brown just came out recently, formerly of the Redskins, and said, um, right. you know, when, when he heard that the Eagles were interested, he called up his agent and said, that's it. I want to be an Eagle. That's where I want to go. Yeah. I want to go. And he said, since I've been here, there's you know, there's so much love in the locker room. It's, it's so much camaraderie. There's no clicks. You know, Washington, you know, there were there right. were clicks. There were groups that you know would kind of hang out with each other. Not and apparently not in Philly. It's not necessarily a like always like a trying to leave people out thing. It's just naturally. You know, you go to the quarterbacks' meetings, and so naturally, you spend more. The quarterbacks spend more sure. time together, so they become a closer knit unit. Absolutely. But it's funny because in with the Eagles team, and one thing I read everywhere is like they they did, really didn't have clicks. Like guys really like, you know, it would be nothing for like Nick Foles and Chris Long to hang out together, or you know, like Fletcher Cox and Lane Johnson, like, or you know, like it was nothing for that stuff to happen with them. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and that's great to hear, and it's great to hear from a new guy coming in and seeing this and and totally yeah, and buying it, in. That word is spread across the league, and yeah. so people are going to want to come to be a part of this, right? Because it, uh, people enjoy winning and having fun, and if you can yeah. do the both simultaneously, you got yeah, you know, right there. That's that's the perfect recipe for for anyone, any player in the league. So uh, yeah, it's it's great that they're they they built this culture that that can you know 
sustain kind of you know some some things like this and and be better for it. So I'm 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 loving it. I absolutely love it. I'm glad that they're this, this way. I'm glad that they're a fun having group. I would never want them to be, you know, perceived as the, you know, the rigid, the no fun. You know, we right. got a, we got a job to do. Let's go out there and do our job. I'd much rather them playing, you know, have fun playing around, joking, you know, make fun of each other. Yeah, you know, you spend so much time at work. Like you and I know this. Like once you become adults and you realize how much time you spend at work, <laughs> you you want to try to you know make that time as much fun as you can. And these guys, hey, look, as much as we talk about they get to play a kids' game for a living, sure, it's still their job, and so they have to spend a good portion of their time at their job and so they want to find ways to make it fun just like any person would. yeah absolutely so uh you know hats off to them and hopefully this they can you know attract you know better free agents as as the years go on and and right. you know again continue to to build on this team so and um, with the, i mean it's the same thing like in a company if you're like if you have a reputation for your employees they're fun they're happy like that spreads people hear about that absolutely. so when guys decide they want to go looking for another job and they hear interest from that company, they become more interested in that company because they've heard that those stories. They've heard about how, hey, that's a relaxed atmosphere. They, yeah, they do, they work hard, but they have fun doing it. And so, you know, that attracts other people, just like with Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, once he, once he knew the Eagles were interested, he, he said it was over. He was like, that's, that's all I want. Uh, I want to be. I want to be an eagle. So, hats off to him. We're glad. Um, yeah, welcome aboard, man. Yeah, happy to have you. I am thrilled to have you. Um, so, you <laughs> right. Uh, so, if anybody is unaware, right now on our uh, Facebook page, um, we have uh, something that we talked about last week. Uh, we have a poll up. Uh, Simple question, is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Fame player? A simple no, a simple yes. Uh, right now, just to give you an update, this poll is basically, I think, through the end of the month. I was able to stretch it out. Uh, right now, I think 47 votes, 66%. Uh-uh-uh, no Donnie to 34% who said yes. Uh, there's a lot of people who, uh, who certainly, uh, you know, think he's 100 percent in fact uh vic who uh was i'm gonna call him out right now uh vic who uh brief, briefly joined us uh, uh, the other yeah. week we're saying uh, we had some difficult right. right 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 uh so he says absolutely 100 percent a hall of famer just look at his stats otherwise you're just a hater well his, yeah he has he has good stats uh, comparable to other hall of fame players but the one thing to me that stands out and, and is the reason why he'll never get in, in my opinion, is the big fat zero for the rings, and he had terrible accuracy. His accuracy numbers are putrid. And we've all we all remember Donnie Shorthop. Sure, but I'll even I'll take it a step further and talk about you know, we want to talk about numbers, let's talk about playoff numbers. He had sixteen playoff games. That adds up to the whole season, so it makes it real easy to figure out those numbers and whether or not you like those numbers. Right. You know, I know he had 24 touchdown passes to 17 interceptions in the playoffs. And to me, that's just not a good enough ratio. No. Like, I'm sorry, that's just not good enough. No, absolutely right. And the yardage, um, I don't remember the yardage, but I remember when I heard it, it didn't jump out at me. It's it's under 40. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of people have used... 40,000 is kind of a marker. Yes, there are quarterbacks, obviously. Well, I was talking about on... his playoff. Uh, oh, oh, his, uh, is, yeah. Because I was trying to use that as saying, like, that's his, like, the ultimate season. Right, playoffs, it's the so ultimate season. For his playoff numbers as a regular season, though. Right, and he, and he came up short more times than not. Uh, so, yeah, so my response was zero rings and his super accuracy, or his accuracy is super low. This isn't the Hall of Very Good. And uh, a good uh, good friend of the show, Rob Senior, says, nor the hall of ultimately disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. Hey, uh, Seamus, definitely a culture. Uh, Seamus says, definitely a culture on winning and having fun. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, yeah, but uh, uh, back to the poll, though. If you have not voted, 
please go on there. Uh, you know, we it's on a lot of the groups. Eagles Finest Fans, uh, Philly, uh, Philadelphia Underdogs. Um, check them out. Check on the uh, the poll. Vote. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer or is he not? You know, we know. Obviously, we've said our opinions here. Right. Uh, that that would be a big fat no. And, and and I don't want people again to get the wrong idea, thinking yeah, that. Yeah, I'm Donovan. No. Get, get a really good career here, and let us the the greatest period of success for the Eagles and franchise. Absolutely, history. he'll go down as. And, and he deserves a spot in the Eagles Hall of Fame, and he has it. Yeah, he is the greatest Eagles quarterback, numbers wise. You know, uh, obviously. Uh, oh, hello, Cheryl. Bye, Cheryl. Cheryl literally just said hello and bye. Uh, Sorry, Cheryl, we didn't get a chance to uh, talk. Um, Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, numbers-wise, there's no question that Donovan McNabb is the greatest quarterback of all time. Now, obviously, again, people Mm -hmm. thinking with their heart, you know, and and want you know think Nick Foles is or and I you know listen, and listen, I I get the people who. you don't have Randall as the greatest. Yeah. yeah, this isn't a favorite, right. But I, I feel like I un- I understand Yeah, I understand people who want uh, Randall. You know, they grew up with Randall, that was their quarterback. He was prob he was probably the most talented. Uh just, you know, injuries and, and a terrible offensive line. Um, you know. And really no offensive scheme Well, yeah, there that too. Um so yeah, that kind of killed Randall. Right. So, if yeah. you really want to go down the rabbit hole, I can give you a good tirade on oh, uh, God. Rich Coates. I can you only... want to go to a real dark place tonight. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, again, uh, we, we love Donnie. Ultimately, he disappointed us. He never... Sure. He never got us to the big game. You know, I think, I think again, if... if yeah. I mean, look, and if he's ever given... A dose of the old truth serum, and you know, had to answer his opinion of his own career. I think he would say it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, it was certainly underwhelming. Um, yeah, I think if he would have won even one Super Bowl, sure, I think he'd be a Hall of Famer. Honestly, I think that's all it yeah. would have taken is that one and, Super Bowl. And he'd be beloved here in Philadelphia because he would have delivered. Absol- absolutely, yeah. even even with his weird off, you know, uh, you know. Off the field antics and it would be one his of those goofy. Yeah, he's a weirdo, but he's all. Uh, he's our weirdo, weirdo. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, Donnie Shorthop, dude. I'm sorry, I don't believe you're you're not in the caliber of the Hall of Fame, um, but you are an Eagles Hall of Famer, that's for sure. So, I, I, I mean, and I get it. Like it's it's a good enough question to be a debate. So I mean, I'll give him that that it that it's not one of those things where I think you can just automatically dismiss it. But just if you watch the game, it's set of eyeballs the way we do. You, you just know he's not quite a Hall of Fame. He's just not quite there. Yeah, no, I agree. Like he's really good. He was good enough to have never been really in a quarterback controversy. He should never have been like. And he was unquestionably the leader, the face of the franchise while he was here. And yeah, like I just, but it's not. Not every franchise quarterback is a Hall of Famer. Right. Hey, David. Uh, uh, um, how are you, buddy? Uh, thank you very much for the belated birthday. Uh, and uh, and uh, real quick, Cheryl, I apologize. I'm sorry I wasn't aware. Um, yeah, David says, Ryan has a better chance of the Hall of Fame than McNabb. I, I'd like to think so, too. Uh, you know, I'd pretty, well, I, mean, I figure we'll go in one day for I mean, uh, the show. Yeah, naturally, the show, obviously. Yeah. The show is definitely going to be, you know, they're, they're going to say the greatest podcast that no one ever heard of. Absolutely. Right, right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's our market. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, again, I don't want to get into it uh, again. We've already had this conversation, but the poll's up on the Facebook page. And some of the uh, our friendly uh, Facebook groups. So check that out. Vote. Uh, tell your friends. Try to get that voting up. And uh, hopefully by the end of the month we'll have a couple hundred votes, and you know we'll really be able to tell where the people's uh, mindset at, uh, you know is right now. So 
But yeah. So uh, anyway, um, uh, I wanted to get into the whole debate uh, of the potential changes for the NFL. Um, you know, there are rumors that potentially in a year or two there could be a work stoppage or a strike, if you will. Um, and I, I think, you know, again, it, it certainly is, but you know, potential, uh, but yeah. what's, what's kind of being put onto the table and the main thing that a lot, you know, obviously is being discussed is the potential for an 18 game season. Um, where, you know, again, I think a lot of things have to happen if you're doing an 18 game season. I think they're thinking of, uh, uh, Reducing the preseason to just two games, um, right. and then adding a second bye. So, if you look All at things that I've mentioned before, yeah, close to seventy more. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, what's that in reference to, Vic? Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So essentially, right now as it is, four preseason games, seventeen total weeks with the bye. So you have a total of 21 weeks. Then the new proposed uh, plan, you would have 18 games plus two buys, so that's 20, plus two preseason. Uh, so, so 22 weeks. So you're really only extending it one week. Uh, but I think the way that they're going to push it back it's is... It's meaningful football, so I'm excited about it. Well, sure, absolutely. Um I'm just saying as far as, like, scheduling goes. But I, I think what would, they would want to do is push it back to where the Super Bowl is, is towards, you know, the end of February, beginning of March. Uh, and really, that would just kind of give you, like, a week break and then right into March Madness. You know, we've always said that February yeah. uh, and early March is, like, the worst time for sports, and it is. It really is. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, – you know, hopefully, I, I'm all in favor of it. I know a lot of people are very concerned about the safety and all that, and I get it. But, you know, a lot of people are getting hurt in these preseason games because, you know, right. they're not treating it like real, uh, you know, like a real real game. Uh, real quick, sorry. Close to 70 more touchdowns and 6,000 more passing yards. <laughs> Troy Aikman, granted, without the three Super Bowl rings. Uh, there's Vic trying to, trying to uh, convince everybody about McNabb. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I I did my whole. This isn't baseball routine yeah. Yeah. already. Yeah. Well, you know, Vic. Also, um, the probably the reason why Aikman's numbers are a little lower is because they were handing the ball off quite often to uh, a little guy named Emmett Smith, who may yeah, or may not be has Emmett. more rushing yards than anybody right. ever. Right. So uh, so if they were in more of a pass happy uh, offense like Dottie Mack, I think Aikman would easily have those uh, those numbers up. Plus the three Super Bowls. Sorry, but three Super Bowls don't equal 70 touchdowns and 6,000 yards. I'd rather have the Super Bowls. Yeah. And yeah what do we, when do we have those parades for the, uh, the 70 touchdowns? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vic, when, uh, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but, um, you know, three Super Bowls are a lot better than, uh, than your passing yards there. Fair point. Well, I'm there you go. Having YouTube videos of people crying over Donovan McNabb's, uh, you know, extra yardage there. Yeah, no, probably not. Um, <laughs> that's funny, Sean Tinney. I like the downtime. I need some hype, some hype time as well as we move into another season. Uh, oh, hey, there you go, uh, David. Eric, I'm waiting on your wrestling show. Well, um, shh, don't tell anybody. But we may have some news on that next week. Wink. Um, yeah, l l listen. Uh, when Wentz wins us those three. Hey, listen. Wentz, well, I would love for Wentz to win us three Super Bowls. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely. I'll take, hey, I'll take I'll that. I'll take that. that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's just honestly, it's it's Aikman shined at the biggest stages. Right. He was a very, a very solid playoff performer. And Donovan McNabb, unfortunately, choked literally, in, in, in some of the biggest games. You know, we, the fact that he couldn't get over the hump, uh, no offense, sorry, Eric, of uh, the championship games, it took, t you know, it took, uh, you know, we finally got it there once, and, and he couldn't, uh, couldn't deliver in the clutch. So I, I think that's a, lot, uh, that's a lot to do with it. So, yeah, uh, before they came to 
chance to go back. He ran out the best receiver he ever had to throw the ball Absolutely. To. So, uh, also, here's another uh, great uh, comment. What's what's this dictatorship business, Eric? You know, that's a great question. It's, it's a funny little spoof. I'll get into it on another show. And I'll, I'll post up. Because, just... uh, no, no, no. Because I, I remember the, yeah. the, the dictatorship uh, jokes from many, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed very, very random that it popped out now. I decided to get a full year jump head start before the start of the, the political campaigns. And, like, it's just a funny little spoof I do on on politics right around the elections. That's all it's meant to be. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want you stepping on my toes because uh, I think in our fantasy league, uh, my team name is is, is Reese for uh, League Champion 2020. So, uh, oh, I'm making no boasts about becoming League Champion <laughs> in 2020. I'm just trying to become Dictator of the United States. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, Tiddy, great comment. Uh, uh, in reference to McNabb, he threw up on our dreams, man. That's what he did. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I could sum it up any better right there. I mean, Tenny always always coming, coming with it, as he does. Uh, but yes, um, so so uh, uh, back to my, uh, my thing here. Uh, for the 18-game season. Yes. What... Um, what, what you know? Do you are you in favor of the eighteen game season? Uh, Absolutely love that. Okay. Game. And is it because you're getting two extra games of, oh, yeah. of meaningful football? That's it. You don't care about any other crap. Yeah, I get two extra. I get two extra games, and I get three extra weeks of meaningful football. Because we're gonna have like because of the two bye weeks that like teams will be playing on those bye right, weeks. Right, right. So I'm getting. I'm getting essentially three extra weeks of football. Yeah, and and I I like the fact that this uh, again potentially would push the Super Bowl back uh, a couple of weeks, and, and hopefully uh, uh, just a little bit. Um, I just you know I think it'll be really easy to fill, fit in again. I get to go to one more home game. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm. You're gonna get the well. I mean, you'll probably get the same ticket sales because they require you to buy the preseason games. Right, but it's still you would you would that's still you you know you would still probably bump the price. I think, well, I, yeah, and that's the thing. They could probably sneak in there, good. And not that I want to give many ideas, a good <laughs> price increase. <laughs> yeah, um, and and you're selling to them. Hey, you're getting one more meaningful home game as opposed right. to just some game you're probably gonna give away to somebody you work with or something. Right, but okay, for the player's perspective. What's the advantage? What's the advantage? There's, an, I, I feel like there's no advantage, and David makes a great point here. Uh, the only advantage is the extra bye week, and if you position it right, that could make it to where, like, you know, 18 games. Say maybe you're playing, you know, six games in a bye week, and then what, like, four games in a bye week. Like, you know, that bye week. Say if you get a bye week in like week eight and week 14. Of, yeah. Like, that can be a big advantage to you. Sure. I got it. And, and David says, 18 games will never happen until salaries are guaranteed. I don't know if I 100% agree with that, but it'll definitely... I did, it, my, I did see somebody who made a comment about, like, putting a like an addition in there, like, saying, like, you know how, like, no, like certain percentage is guaranteed at above... Well, you get the... the, um, the bonus, and you get that year's salary... Well, they, it might push it to where then the next year's salary, like a little bit more of that gets included. Yeah, I, I think I think the percentage of guaranteed money needs well, to certainly go up. Uh, you know, roster sizes go roster up. Roster sizes should definitely go up. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely going to need to do that, I would say. You know, probably even bump it to, to 70. Uh, you know, or maybe a little bit less than that. But see where 70 becomes your roster and then, like, you know, you dress 60, 65 yeah, or something. Guys or something yeah, like so that. whatever it is, but yeah, uh, no, I, I agree, and, and definitely, uh, uh, you know, uh, they, yeah, David, they also want more revenue. Certainly, they want a cut of that. Sure. Uh, and, and that's something they can collectively bargain. And I think they'll know that they have to. They're going to have to bargain that. They're going to have to offer more of a revenue to the players, and they're going to get their 18 game schedule. 
Look, when they were at 14 games and they went up to 16, you, you know there was some pushback there, too, and they had to figure it out. And I think the same thing here. Like, there's enough money here to figure out. Like, they can figure it out. There's an incentive for them to figure this out, and I think they will. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Uh, open that door, I don't think you're going back in. Like, now people are going to – like, this is starting to become louder. We've heard it a few times. This is probably the loudest, like, from what I've read – the loudest they've talked about it in quite a while. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, it's certainly something that's going to have to get negotiated, uh, you know, down to the nitty-gritty, um, you know, and, and hopes to avoid a lockout. Um, you know, there has been rumors that, you know, they've been saying to the players, hey, make sure you, you save that those uh, extra little pennies there. You may need it. Um and that's look. I, I also think that's positioning. You know, that's right. I mean, you're right. It's, right now, I'd say I think the chances are very slim that we're going to really have a, a significant work stoppage, like just because of the way the money is coming in right now. Like they got to be smart enough to know they they don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Of course, I thought the NHL would have been smart enough too. They and they missed an entire year and almost missed the second year a few years later. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, by far the fourth uh, best sport. Yeah, no, exactly. So I, I think, I think you, you said it. Expanded rosters, um, you know, switching the, the 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 two preseason games out. I think, I think the NFLPA is probably going to want to end uh, testing for marijuana. Uh, from what I understand, and that's, that's a concession that's, that I think Roger Goodell should be smart enough to know to make. Yeah. No, absolutely, and and and, and Tinny also make, makes a good point. Injuries certainly are going to be concerned, and that's the one that they're going to their main concern is going to be is having two more meaningful games. It's two more games to potentially get hurt. Uh, hence, hence the need for more guaranteed money. Um, you know, I certainly, uh, you know, uh, I certainly could see a spot where like all of a sudden they say, you know, you know how they always say like a hundred, like two hundred million and. I think uh, eliminating the franchise tag uh, is certainly something that they would want as well. I think that's an easy concession to make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think what was going to be the big one is the revenue sharing, uh, especially mm-hmm. on um, uh, what, what's called uh, in, in-stadium gambling. Um, you know, gambling certainly is a part of our lives, whether or not you sure. you actually bet with a bookie or, you, you know, you – yeah, you do the online you know, the thing, online thing or, or is your fantasy football? football. Yeah, oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I, I can certainly see the future of that gambling becoming kind of a, a stadium experience where you could go to like a kiosk and you know kind of kind of do your thing. Yeah, like a horse track. Right, track. exactly. You do it. You're doing it right there, right then. And and I think certainly the the compensation needs to be factored into what's going to happen there. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Tinny agrees. Keep the herb private, but the commission is the one bringing it to the light by making a public full offense. Yeah, he certainly is, and I think also uh, you know his powers need to kind of come down a little bit. So um, yeah, I think there needs to be like a separate person that handles like these discipline, and things need to be more black and white. Like you get a re- like you know like these whole domestic violence things. Look, Every time they get arrested for it, we don't really know what the punishment's going to be. We think, well, he's got a he's got a rule in place that says six games. Well, if that's the rule, then that should just be the rule. It shouldn't no. just be, well, if there's videotape of it, then it's eight games. Yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. Um, head of Silver Service Commission. So, Eric, expand on expand on this a little bit more. Uh, yeah. What what your feelings are in this potential lockout? Look, um. I don't think it's a very likely scenario that we have a lockout. I think again, like these two sides, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of moving parts. I think there's a lot of parts where each side can give a little bit. Like we talked about some of these, like the not testing for marijuana, um, a consistent punishment like setup, and have it in black and white where you're accused of X, you get Y. You know, 
there there can be a clear setup for that. I think there needs to be more transparency there. I like I think there's some some areas where each side can negotiate, and like the um the money that they want to the collective bargain the just the whole pot and the way they want to divide that. I think there's there's room there to negotiate. I think that's just my main point. There's a, people shouldn't get too concerned right now. We've got a long way to go before deadlines spur in action. There is no real deadline right now, so there's not going to be any great action toward you know resolving this. I think as we get closer, like I think they will have a new CBA. I would say, before, like well before the expiration of the current one. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree. Uh, with, with some of that. David, though, uh, says, I disagree, Eric, because you're a pro. You have a certain standard to live up to. Also, you would want to, uh, also, you want to be pride uh, like a pro, act like one. Yeah, I, I kind of I agree with that. Um, well, I, I don't know what point of mind that you're disagreeing with there. The NFLPA wants a lockout because angry fans hurt the owner's money, thus it forces change. Um, players aren't going to go around advertising their private life. Keep Ro- uh, keep Rogers the one messing with someone's role model. Oh, they're kind of uh, kind of having their own thing here. Um, uh, I don't want the extra games. Don't shoot me. David, David doesn't want the extra games. Uh, listen, I, I can get it. I, no. I, I'm curious why. I mean, I'd love to hear an explanation. That's, there's no sarcasm there at all. I, no, I, I, I agree. Uh, but I, I, I can understand the point. Um, you know, we've had 16 games for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm always, uh, I'm always a person that kind of likes to keep the record book the way it is, you know, not changing things. You know, obviously, yeah, it could kind of feel like you know, now, some now, of those records, like the single season rushing record. Now, yeah, that's uh, somebody's. Right yeah, like, obviously, yeah, somebody's gonna get sixteen games as opposed to right, exactly. Um, so, um, for the same reason, uh, Roger Maris kept one black way back. In the right, season. absolutely. He, you know, he had a couple extra games to do, to do it. So, uh, yeah right. Uh, Cheryl Cheryl says if you let them do one drug, they should let them do all. No. Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, look, I get the po- I get her point. It's yes. slippery slope. It is, but I feel I feel like marijuana is our one one. If anybody knows the the history of marijuana, uh, it was. You know, they they basically just said, "Oh, hey, let's let's pick this and and say it's terrible and bad for you, and without any reason." And you know, uh, if you really look into like the history, it was basically used as a scapegoat to to help persuade people. It was during the prohibition era, and and you know, now that stu- people are actually studying it and realizing that there are medical uses for this, it can cure certain things, and it you know whether it's glaucoma or anxiety or you know, the stopping cancer, whatever it is. I understand that's not why the NFL players do it. But guess what? You know, they... they, they they're in a lot of pain. They're in a lot of pain, so this could... It certainly is a pain management. Rather than being Brett Favre and getting all hopped up on goofy pain pills, you know, smoking weed every little bit, you know, it isn't the most harmful thing in the world, so... Well, uh, I think also the key is going to be moderation. Well, well sure, like, but... You know, you don't have a bunch of potheads. <laughs> right, and there's somebody that's probably certainly going to ruin it for somebody, but... Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, but... Uh, Tinny goes, the NFL will keep it quiet if they can, like with our Chiefs running back situation, but blow a player up on weed. Yeah. Uh, that's all I want is consistency. Don't tarnish the game built on it. Uh, okay, uh, that's understandable. Oh, yeah, uh, it's a good point. I think some drugs really up to the employer. NFL needs to decide if it wants to follow the direction the country is following. That's a great point, Tinny. Uh, you know, obviously, yes, the country is going in a certain direction when it comes to, to marijuana. Um, sure. You know, states now are, are becoming legal and, you know... Legal for recreational marijuana. Right, not just medical. Right, yeah. so... 
listen, I, I got it. Um, you know, I, I think that certainly could be could be one one thing I would certainly love because again, somebody like a Josh Gordon should should right now be a great. Oh, yeah, he should be tearing it up in the NFL. Yeah. Be, I mean, he's got the skills to be one of the best wide receivers. Yeah. yeah, and it's a shame what happened to his career. Um, problem is that if you open the box, one will destroy it. Yeah, no, David, I agree. There's there's certainly going to be somebody that comes in and ruins it. Uh, it certainly is like a Pandora's box. Um, but, I, I, again... But, I mean, you, you have to say, though, as far as our country goes, it's already been opened. And I think for the NFL to sit there and pretend like it hasn't been, it's kind of foolish. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Chris Long came out and said, hey, I just retired, but damn, I smoke weed pretty much every day. Good for you, man. Like, if that's what helps you get through the day, like you smoke a little weed, you know, you know, you you get a little high. You're not, you're not you're probably sitting there. You're not in pain. And and it's and yeah, it's and it's, it's, it's not it like helps you, it helps you recover from the game because look, we've heard the stories from a lot of guys who say on Mondays and after games on Sunday, man, they had a hard time getting out of bed. Yeah, absolutely, and. Listen, uh, you know. I don't know what that's like. I mean, no. we've had our and pains, we've had injuries. Right. Well, yeah, we may be old, but right, right. But I, I think for anybody who has smoked weed, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like you, you can't get to a point where if you if you're smoking on a consistent basis, you're not going to sit there and be all like, oh man, whoa, like, you know, it, it's just it's going to kind of get you to just like a mellow way and and i guarantee you that that certainly is probably the right at that point where that pain just starts drifting away and and it's it's certainly something that they could function with uh you know i I, obviously i would you know not recommend doing it on game day maybe but you know you know maybe after the game like uh but and david great that's a great point problem is where does it stop you know there has to be a limit obviously you know there's certainly going to be you know, they can't just make all of a sudden just go, oh, hey, you know, smoke weed's completely illegal. Completely legal. You know, hey, what's going on, Daryl? What's going on, pal? Um, yeah, so something's got to give. they got to come to kind of a happy medium where, you know, they're not going to certainly test for it, um, you know, as far as, like, whatever. Or, or maybe they will and, and, you know, the level. Well, I mean, they could have – Look, they could have officials there at the games that kind of see and can tell, hey, look, dude, this guy is clearly high right now. Right. You know, well, the rules. you can't be visibly high when you Well, sure. Uh, Tinny goes, uh, that is true on both accounts. However, is it something we want to punish players for? Do we want someone to lose pay for a personal private choice? This seems arbitrary with alcohol being okay for players to consume. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, Nobody certainly you know, yeah. test for alcohol. Nobody cares if you go out and have a drink or two. Marijuana is a, is a very low-class drug as far as, you know, you know, it's not like you're injecting a needle in your arm. You're smoking a little weed. is not very harmful. No one's ever died from an overdose of weed. Uh, so, uh, yes, I agree that maybe the testing needs to kind of stop and there needs to be some sort of regulation or... The testing should certainly be maybe once a year or whatever it is, but the level needs to to to, to right. increase. So like you're allowed to be this you know much THC in your body or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it is a slippery slope. Uh, I hope that the NFLPA and the commissioner can come to an agreement to where we kind of get everything that we want. Um, right. I, I again I, I support an eighteen game season mostly because of getting rid of the 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 two preseason games uh, and having the extra buy I think it's going to be great but I understand that the players may not want that you know the extra two games the injuries all that there's a lot that's going to go with it and yeah the, I'm kind of a purist in the way that I don't want to see our record books get tainted or have to be adjusted in any way so. You know, I, I I could certainly be on the fence for either one, honestly. Well, look, it's not like I'm going to be like, well, okay, I'll be disappointed if we don't go to 18 games, but it's like it's not like they're saying, 
well, we're either going to 18 games or we're going to 12. Like, yeah. Wow, you know, true. So um, we're still going to get our 16-game season, and it's still, you know, those 16 weeks, man, there's nothing like it. Those, those ones from September to December, and then when you get into January, February, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Like, to me, that whole period from, the, from really the middle of August when you start getting into your, you know, your dress rehearsal game for the regular season, and so when you get to the Super Bowl, like that whole time period in there is just, it's my favorite time of year. And however you, you know, like I'd, I'd love to add more to it. Just like I'm sure anybody would love to add to whatever their favorite thing in the world is. So that's just where I stand. I'd love to have the yeah. game together. Well, by the way, can I just comment? Um, I am absolutely freaking loving the comment section right now. Uh, mostly David and Tinny. Uh, but I think Vic, uh, Vic is getting involved a little bit. Uh, Cheryl certainly putting uh, 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 her good arguments in. Uh, but they're basically, I know, right? <laughs> but they're basically arguing right now about, you know, David called, you know, uh, uh, weed a gateway drug, which I couldn't, I couldn't disagree. Couldn't disagree more. Uh, I, I have certainly, uh, you know, uh, I won't get into it, but it's definitely not. Um, and you know, but but in, in fairness to David, what happens when someone dies or gets kills someone when they're high? You know, don't say it's no big big deal. It's just pot. Um, no, I mean it's just like if somebody gets drunk and gets behind the wheel and kills somebody. Well, sure, you're, you're right. They need to have that. You know, they need to have that harsh. Uh, you know, obviously, if you know a player does that, they're you know pretty much going to be out of the league. But. Uh, yeah. and, and Vic makes a good point. Nobody cares about alcohol until you pull a plexigo burst and let your gun go off in your pants while you fumble a drink at the club. <laughs> Lo- love the plexigo burst. Uh, I know. That's, that's seriously classic. a gift that keeps on giving. I know. Um, Daryl's chiming in. Ricky Williams smoked uh, marijuana during his uh, time in the NFL, got suspended mm-hmm. for a year, came back, had a great career. Even uh, even though he did retire, he's still doing it and has started a yoga. Yeah, he's like a yoga instructor now. It's still going on strong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of plenty of players that you know use marijuana and and aren't aren't a freaking a hole about it. Uh, Tinny, uh, but that's for the courts to decide on a case by case basis. If there's a case to prove uh, cause and effect, it would not excuse the individual for the crime committed. Uh, just seriously, this is just so much back and forth. I love it. Uh, David responds back. My stance is that if you want to keep it private, awesome. However, when you brag about it, that's my issue. You're getting paid millions of dollars to do a job. Uh, do it and then, uh, then smoke. Yeah. I I mean, I don't see, I don't see why I I guarantee you there's so many freaking players that smoke, but we'll, you know, we'll never know about it because they're smart and they keep it private. You know what? Listen, you play your game, you go home, smoke a little weed, you know, calm your nerves, calm, you know, you know, get some pain management going. You all right there? Yeah, my phone's dying. It's down to 12%. We can go for almost an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have. Uh, by the way, I, f- I freaking love everybody in our comment section right now. Hats yeah. off to you, everybody. There's so many awesome comments. I know. I literally, they're coming at me. They're coming at me so fast. I can only get like a couple of them uh, at a time. Uh, But yeah, I mean, listen. If that's what you want to do, play play the game. Go home. Smoke a you know smoke a joint. You know, get yourself uh, in into a nice little state. Wake up. Probably have Monday off. Maybe smoke a little more to kind of continue that uh, progression. And then Tuesday, yeah, it's Tuesday. It's time to go to work, and you know, after after practice one day, if the pain starts to flare up a little bit, and that's going to help you, I'm fine with that. But as far as as soon as you know Friday hits, it shouldn't. I don't think you should. Ha- yeah, well, look, a lot of the players, and I've heard this from other guys who played in the league, they looked at Thursday as their day that if they needed to cut loose and do something, whether it's right. go out to the clubs. Or right, because Friday was like Friday was business. Thursday, Saturday. Right, Friday was business, Saturday was travel, Sunday was game. Um, Right. Yeah, but uh, David, I'm not anti-pot at all, just had a job that would fire me for drugs, so I just don't do it. Uh, I hear you. 
Yeah. Uh, Tenny goes, uh, what an individual individual does for them. Actually, you know what? I want to. I, I can't even bring it up. I don't think because it's so freaking big. Uh, can I? Oh yeah, I can't. Wow, it literally takes up our whole screen. <laughs> what what an individual does to and for themselves is on them. If you hurt another person, it's not the drug, but rather the individual who is responsible if they commit any crime while under the influence. But the use of the drug itself shouldn't, in and of itself, be punishable by law. A business can make their own rules, and I say pros would outweigh cons to sway that decision. Uh, yeah, um, as law enforcement, I can tell you that marijuana is indeed a gateway in many many ways. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm sure, David, you have your certainly your experiences. Uh, I know me, sure. me and Tinny certainly, uh, I can say that with confidence that me and Tinny have certainly uh, have had our experiences as they are very similar. Um, and yeah. I, had, I had mine, I mean. Uh, right. Um, so yeah, certainly it's, you know, to each its own, but it's something right. that's going to need to get monitored by the NFL and, and hopefully, hopefully they do the right thing. And, 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 you know, like what, honestly, what happened to Josh Gordon shouldn't happen. You know, well, and I think what really the right thing is, is more research in between now. Like you don't have to make a decision. Remember I said earlier, deadlines for an action right now. There's no heart, like the deadline's not fast approaching, you know, like right. They have some time that they can do some more research, and they can make their own decision on whether or not they feel it's a gateway. Like, as far as how important it is to like where they have to put draw the line. Well, the problem is, and Tiddy mentioned there, problem is anybody who's ever done harder harder drugs, more than likely has started smoking weed. You don't sure. just you don't just be like, oh hey, I think I'm going to try heroin for the first time of any drug. Like it just doesn't happen. I mean. I don't know. Maybe it does, but I don't think it happens. Um, you know, but 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 again, um, you know, to each its own. I personally think it should be should be legal. I think there needs to be certainly laws to you know, same as alcohol yeah, for anybody who abuses it. it. Yeah, just like with alcohol. Yeah. Right, but but again, NFL is is a business, and they're gonna have to handle it like any other business who decides whether or not. You know, they, they have, you know, drug testing or, or whatnot. I get it. Um, but, yeah, this is certain. like, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're having this debate. David, thank you, Teddy, by the way. You you two freaking yeah, rocked tonight. Really um, I, I can't wait. Yeah, dude, it's, it's awesome. I can't wait to go back. And, da yeah, Daryl, absolutely. Cheryl and Daryl, too. Uh, Vic, as well. Um, but, yes, um, it's certainly something that they're going to need to figure out. And... I think our, our just our back and forth between the comments and, and David mm -hmm. and Tinny and, and Daryl and Cheryl and, and everyone who's been commenting, and including us, obviously we're all kind of arguing uh, about what to do on this situation. Uh, I think they're going to have a similar thing to deal with when it comes to deciding the next, uh, you know, the NFLPA uh, you know, labor debate. So. So that'll be fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, as we've certainly really have not gotten much headway, uh, we were really hoping to pass along something to Demario Smith, but unfortunately, we didn't get we didn't get very far. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. we have some time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> uh, but honestly, guys, uh, yeah, we literally went an hour, and I, it felt like 10 minutes. Uh, I cannot thank everybody uh, who's been commenting, starting uh, way back with Martin, Seamus, uh, Jay, Dan, and Ben, uh, who I'm still convinced is the same person. Uh, of oh, course, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Shell, uh, of course, uh, David, uh, David Tinney, uh, obviously Vic, uh, my main man, Daryl. Uh, everybody else, uh, thank you guys so much. Honestly, I'm, I'm literally probably going to spend the next hour uh, looking at all the comments. You guys were rapid-firing. I apologize. I'll if spend I, an hour tomorrow. Yeah, if I, I apologize if I missed some, some great comments uh, to, to kind of bring up. But uh, but that's it for us, folks. Uh, I uh, Honestly, I'm, I'm, I, I would do a whole other hour, honestly, right now if it wasn't for the fact that you had to go to bed. <laughs> so... 
Uh, but I, I appreciate it. Thank uh, yeah. Hey, there you go, David. A labor a labor roundtable. We'll do a little uh, labor debate. Maybe we could do like a mock trial. We could definitely do a mock trial. We'll have some lawyers and have like, a judge and five percent. Okay. Die. All right, all right, uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. This is freaking one of the best shows we've had in a while. It's all because of you guys. Seamus, uh, appreciate it. Uh, Daryl, Tinny, David, like I said, Cheryl, everybody else, thank you so much. Uh, Eric, do you have anything to add before we get on out of here? No. All right, keeping the streak alive, 156, I think it is. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Vic. Appreciate you sharing the show. I uh, still owe that apology, but uh, maybe we'll... Uh, Maybe we'll, you know, keep sharing and we'll forget about it. Uh, but anyway, for the Football Smack Talk Show, I am Ryan. I'm Eric. Happy football, everybody. 92 days to go. Hey, Reggie White. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much. We've got to see you tomorrow. It'll be the Ryan and Ryan Show. Uh, and, yeah, we're going to rock it out. So we expect everybody back tomorrow night at 830. Have a great night. We will see you then. Good night.